Well, hello and welcome once again to Off the Shelf with Phil and Dave. This is Phil speaking, and this week we have 1987's The Monster Squad coming off of my shelf. Dave, uh, how are you doing? Have you seen this movie before? What are your initial impressions? Well, first of all, I am completely average. Nor good, nor bad. Right there, right in the middle. Have we peak? Have you now fallen from the peak? Yeah, I'm just average. <laughs> Well, it was a good. Right. You had a good run. I had a good run. I had a good run. Six days. Um, I have not. I had not seen the Monster Squad before, nor have I heard of it. Uh, <laughs> I don't know if you're, that's any surprise to you. Um, but um, but I, I to just a very short um, kind of how I felt about it. What I, did I like it? I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it, Phil. Wow. I'm a little surprised by that. I'm pleasantly so, pleasantly surprised, but uh, I did have a, I had a suspicion that this might not be, might not be a, a movie of, of your lane, let's say. I may have enjoyed it because it was only an hour and 20 minutes. Yeah. Um, <laughs> no, but um, uh, I thought, I mean, it was, they, it was kept, the, the, the movie just kept going forward and then it was, what I want to say about it, Phil, before I ask you, of course, the question, uh-huh, is uh-huh. it was just a very unique and interesting blend of silliness and seriousness. Uh, so, of course, it was labeled as a comedy horror. When I read that afterwards, like, well, what I just said, sort of the same thing. So <laughs> I, uh, I, I like that. And, and my wife was like, well, is this for kids or is this for adults? I'm like, it's for everyone 10 and above. You know, <laughs> you're going to like it for one reason or the other. Right. So um, I'm going to ask, I'm not going to ask you why now, because I think that's pretty obvious uh, sure. being Halloween time of year and yeah. you are a fan, but I will ask you why this one in particular <laughs> of the millions and millions of Halloween themed uh, movies out there in the market today. I think like, I know, and I appreciate you choosing one more or less gore free and i want to uh, take a moment to thank you for that as you know i'm not a big fan of the gore genre which i firmly believe is a different genre than your typical scary movie or halloween themed movie so uh, uh again thank you uh but why this other other than that why this particular one uh i i what I, it is a, a, a an old favorite uh i grew up very much as uh, uh, one of these kids, like just just uh, uh, from a very very young age, really into horror movies and monsters and uh, makeup effects and uh, Savini's of the world and so forth. So uh, it was just sort of I was eight years old when this movie came out and it just felt like this is right right in my wheelhouse. And when thinking about a movie to try and you know uh, you know sort of accommodate the uh, the time of year. And knowing that some of the more maybe uh, gory, gruesome, and grotesque uh, movies on my shelf uh, may not may have been vetoed uh, uh, by Dave here, so uh, I thought, well, let's try and find the childish one for for my uh, childish co-host. <laughs> <laughs> and um, and, and also, add it up. That's right. One of the things uh, that really sort of sold it on it, I think, was because we had done uh, Goonies just a few weeks ago. Uh I kind of I kind of thought to myself, like, uh, again, this was sort of marketed a little bit as sort of Goonies, uh, you know, for for sort of monster monster kids, you know, and and I kind of wanted to sort of see if that was actually true. You know, sort of that's how my memory you know, uh, it, it sort of put it together. So th- I was kind of interested in the in the in the contrast to Goonies, and maybe we can talk a little bit about that. But that was sort of some of the logic a- a- around it. And thought uh, I haven't seen this movie in a while, and I thought I wanted to see it. Well, it's funny because we watched this movie quite late. It was around midnight when we started it. So I'm like, oh, I'm like, oh, it's only a, it's only a buck twenty. That's no problem. We'll get in there. And I'm thinking, well, I'm a little tired. Well, you know, but kept wide awake. Yeah, uh, no movie. No nodding. And, and my wife commented, it's like, this reminds me of that movie we watched a few weeks ago with, with the kids and the and the thing. And I think I saw so I like, I'm like, Goonies? <laughs> really made yeah, an impression on her. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, yeah. 
And I'm like, well, I'm sure Phil's going to mention that because, yeah, I, I, I get that kind of, you know, it's the, uh, you know, kind of Halloween version of Goonies, as it were. And uh, it's a story with some kids and, uh, you know, up to no good. That's a, that was one heck of a treehouse, eh? Oh, my gosh. Absolutely. That was absolutely. breathtaking. <laughs> yeah, it had a, a, a sad demise. Uh, yeah. But. Uh, they really made a they really made a show of it when it when it went it went big, yeah. I mean, Dracula with a dynamite fetish. Uh, it was kind of uh, kind of an interesting touch. Yeah, it's uh, like you know what? <laughs> why play along with the with the with the toys? You know, let's just just get rid of it. Here's dynamite. I don't need to fly around. I don't need to be a bad little werewolf and so forth. Let's just blow this stuff up. No problem. Did you know? Uh, Mr. Noble, I'll call him Mr. Noble because I forget his first name, but he's the person who began this whole Nobel Prize thing. His invention was dynamite. Oh, interesting. Uh, interesting little fact. A Nobel Peace Prize uh, started from the guy Noble who in invented one of the most destructive uh, items uh, at, 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 the, at the time. Maybe, yeah. I don't know. But, but blow stuff up. That's, not, that's unpeaceful, to say the least. Well, I think Dracula appreciated it. Yeah. It really came uh, in handy. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, again, again, this classic characters, of course. Um, I, I mean, I have, I own the, the movie The Mummy, starring um, Brad Pitt and other people. Um, Tom Cruise. Tom Cruise. The, what, did I say Brad Pitt? You did, yeah. All right. All right. Start over the whole show. I blew it. <laughs> I'm gonna have to edit this out. It's good. Um, Tom Cruise and uh, uh, the other guy, uh, Russell yeah. Crowe. Russell Crowe was sure. in it, I believe, as uh, yeah. Jekyll and Hyde. I don't know if he got paid two salaries for that or not, but played both Jekyll and Hyde. Uh, really hoping for a sequel uh, from that movie because it wasn't really amazing. But I'm like, I kind of, I don't mind the classic character. So you kind of chose something that was a, not very scary, yeah. but B a lot of care, a lot of relatable characters, a lot of familiar characters. Yeah. I wasn't uh, sure about a relatable, but I did wonder what your relationship, <laughs> what your relationship with uh, those sort of classic Monsters, you know, again, how familiar were you with the with the Dracula story, with the Frankenstein story, with the werewolf story? Uh, um, so. Not very. I, I kind of had. I don't know if I would have had enough knowledge to be in the group into that into that uh, little monster squad. I don't know if I would have cut it. You couldn't answer those questions. Um, how do you kill I, a werewolf? How do you kill a vampire? I knew how to kill werewolf, but I would have, I don't know if I would have came to me at the time. I would have think, Oh yeah, that's it. I know. Yeah. Uh, that would have been one of those situations. I know about the Dracula with no reflection can sometimes, sometimes can turn into a bat. I don't know if you have to go to a course to take a course for that as a drag, as a vampire. Uh, is there a difference between uh, Dracula is a vampire, right? There's no like, yeah. alligators and crocodiles here, right? Nope. Okay, so I'll vamp. Dracula is what the the most just the name of a particular vampire, most popular, yeah. most well known. There's not like Bozo the Vampire. No, <laughs> I don't think so. Okay. I don't think so. Um, but yeah, so so you know, Dracula's obviously been around for a long, long time. He's sort of made a bunch of movies. Uh, had you seen any Dracula movies before? I know uh, in uh, '93, '93, I think. Uh, you know, Francis Ford Coppola put out uh, Bram Stoker's Bram Stoker uh, as Dracula. That's been around for a little while. Did you, again, just sort of like, I recognize you're not a horror guy, but did any of these sort of uh, preconceptions, had you seen like a, like the Lost Boys, anything that's sort of anywhere close to this, or was it, uh, and if you haven't, is there anything in this movie that sort of made, not necessarily like made you want to go out and see movies based on these characters, but rather did, uh, did not knowing anything leave you a little bit on the outside because the movie kind of presupposes i think anyway uh or maybe there's enough sort of winks and nods uh to uh you know people that were familiar to kind of catch some of the subtleties and so forth did you ever feel like you were a little yeah. bit on the outside of that or no yeah yes and no these are very great questions phil i'm gonna i'm gonna uh, attack them right now first of all um who's the lizard guy 
Who the under the uh, who's he? I don't, Based I don't know. Based upon that guy. the creature from the Black Lagoon. Okay, see that one was like okay. I know he's someone, but I I totally missed that whole uh, character. Yeah, it doesn't really have a character in this in this movie either, so you're not sort of missing that much. But yeah, it's based yes. on the creature. Um, we had watched you and I a couple of years back, remastered, of course, in 4K Atmos. Was which one was that? That was. Do you remember what I'm, you own it? Obviously, no. it's when it's in your 4K collection. Was that Bram uh, Stoker's or was that a different one? Yes, was that, that was Dracula. Yes, now you mentioned that. We did watch that. Yep. Yeah, I remember it being very red. That's what I remember. It's, uh, it was very reddish. Uh, just kind of like the um, like the intro, like the kind of the color scheme of it. Yeah, I believe yeah. with the um, the horse and the, the carriage. I believe, if I'm not mistaken, kind of yes, opens absolutely. it up. Going, yeah. So um, you I, saw I, that. Yeah, I, I outside of that and kind of knowing the character of like I've never seen Teen Wolf. Yeah, uh, okay. so, uh, I know I, I get the, I know his background, you know, the, the, he's got a full moon situation and, uh, you know, and he has a kind of a split personality, it seems, and, uh, yeah. and he can get shot and be fine. But if it's the bullets of the silver nature, if by melting spoons from your mother's kitchenette, um, yeah, that would be, yeah. So I have to say in general, <laughs> very limited to got kind it. of that genre and other than knowing okay well i know frankenstein is the doctor and not the the monster oh right? good yeah um there was a bride somewhere along the line i don't know if that was the monster's woman or the or frankenstein was engaged uh married to the bride so mm-hmm. um i've seen chucky uh so it's unrelated but he had a bride apparently as well sure okay so very limited, uh, though. Great. So you had some foreknowledge for uh, of 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 the of the uh, of the characters. I think some uh, is a good word. Yeah, some's a good word. Some. All right. That's great. Well, as I was saying, when I was growing up, these were just a again pretty iconic and and noteworthy characters. So so to be able to sort of watch them all on the screen at the same time was really exciting to me, and sort of put in the perspective of these kids, you know, a little older than I was, but not by much. And so there's this sort of similarly where I had mentioned I had, um, uh, you know, sort of this adventure fantasy in watching the Goonies and the sort of booby traps and trying to sort of really, you know, uh, you know, find the, the hidden treasure and so forth. Uh, this movie uh, you know, catered to the same level of sort of adventure and, uh, and excitement but put it into a more sort of macabre and, and, uh, and kind of frightening as it were, uh, you know, context, which again, for me was just a, it was like a real game changer. I just adored this movie and mm-hmm. I kind of anticipated even in those early years and maybe not immediately, but always kind of anticipated or hoped for a, a sequel or the idea of sort of it's similar to Goonies actually was sort of like, I want to go on another adventure with these guys. And as a kid, I think, you know, to your point, with 82 minutes runtime, there's this, it's, you know, kind of perfectly calibrated to, you know, a 10 year old's brain, you know, where there isn't any, oh, yeah. there's, there's no, t- there's no downtime, you know, there's sort of, you know, and now watching it older, uh, you know, the, the, the plots, <laughs> there's a lot of leaps in logic. Uh, there's a lot of things that don't necessarily all tie together uh, in terms of, uh, you know, the way it cuts together, things are kind of moving way too fast in some levels. You're sort of like, well, how does this relationship even exist in some cases? Mm-hmm. You know, who who is related to whom and and, and, and and what's their relationships? I found there's a little bit more of that sort of confusion. But as a, you know, eight, nine, ten year old, none of that really mattered and just kept going immediately. And there were these opportunities to watch you know, kind of hit the tropes, you know, hit the things that you kind of know. So it's like, you know, the you know, the bat, the, the Dracula into bat, you know, kind of vibe like that sort of, you know, part of the, the lore uh, of that character, the Wolfman, I thought was an interesting, um, you know, the, 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 the thing with that character is sort of knowing, you know, that, that like, lock me up, lock me up, trying to sort mm-hmm. of beg, beg to be, you know, to save 
you know, the, 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 the haunting of it, right? Like he knows what's going to happen. He knows he can't be contra- contained, you know, as it were, he's, he's hoping to be, to kind of protect, uh, you know, the city or the neighborhood or whatever else. I thought that was kind of interesting. So just to be able to kind of watch and even creature from the black lagoon, which again, does not have a real character in this movie, but is part of the, the team. Um, it just was, it was all just wonderful. I just loved as a kid again. And, 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 just being so struck by, you know, wishing how cool would it be if, you know, these, these things happen and, and, and I could save the world or so forth. Um, <laughs> that was kind of, it was kind of a, a high on my, my, my list of things to do uh, at the time, but I can, um, I can see that now I'm a little bit envious, Phil, because I'm, I'm, I'm putting myself in the shoes of a 10 year old say, and I'm like, this would be so awesome have watched at 10 and you know like i'm like i feel like i missed something i mean sure. when i would you know this even into my early even a bit later 11 and 12 i'm watching so- shows like macgyver and i'm locking myself in my closet trying to get out like trying to be <laughs> trying to be macgyver right and yeah. i failed miserably uh almost starved to death um but um I feel like i missed something because I, I really wasn't exposed to these types of things now that could be why i don't have much of a uh, stomach for it now is i mean i just didn't kind of warm myself up for yeah. it as a yeah. child so now i'm like oh i can't now this is too much which is embarrassing but i really <laughs> feel like i i missed something there and i could really think oh this would be per- this is like perfect movie for someone 9 10 11 years old it's just because of the length of the film and it keeps moving forward the plot itself, it's pretty simple and straightforward. Uh, you know, certainly some differences from the Goonies with all the all the gadgets. Like, this is kind of, for the most part, kind of gadget-free. Uh, yeah. But de- definitely kind of in the same world when it comes to, you know, a group of kids with a big adventure uh, that's well beyond them, right? Yeah. Uh, bigger, than, bigger than they could ever th- dream of. So that's definitely what the relation is with the Goonies, but certainly very unique in, 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 in its own way. And it was quite, uh, I would just be thrilled as a kid to kind of watch this. And again, I was in awe of that treehouse and I, I had a treehouse and I mean, put my treehouse to shame. I mean, yes. Uh, so it, uh, it was interesting. And that's what I think. I'm like, well, I'm, and I'm asking, well, how young? I'm like, can you be to watch this? I'm like eight, nine, 10. Cause I'm, I'm not a, a, a fan of allowing children or I don't have children, but if I did watch movies that are either too violent, too scary too young of an age so i'm just trying to ask myself like well how old i I came to the answer like well you'd want to be uh, eight or nine i'm thinking and for me anyway to allow my child to watch this so i think that was uh do you mean if you watch it too young you're not really going to enjoy it anyway right because we can enjoy this as an adult because of because of other elements uh, of of the film right a little bit of of uh, comedy here and there and just enjoying the attempt of 1987 visuals uh, and, and I think they did a really good job of a thing that we could talk about, but there's things to enjoy out of this movie as an adult. And, but there's a, a, so much to enjoy as an, as an eight, nine, 10 year old, but I don't think as a four or five year old, you're really going to appreciate other than just being nightmares for <laughs> the next, uh, sleeping in mom and dad's uh, bed for the next two weeks. Yeah, I, I agree. I think it was sort of, again, much like, uh, you know, much of our childhood, there was this, there is this sort of feeling, I suppose, that we were born, or at least, you know, in some cases, in some ways, at like kind of the perfect time for the sort of 80s. I mean, again, I grew up as a big slasher movie fan, and that was sort of really born out in the 80s, you know, and the sort of big action movies was also kind of born in the 80s, right? Or, so there's just a lot of, of the things that uh, we culturally kind of hold on to uh, were created in the 80s, and, and in some cases you know, some of the movies that are happening now are sort of echoes of those movies, you know? So, so there's a lot of uh, interconnectedness. Um, so in that regard, yeah, like I think, you know, my age at the time in this movie and the, the sort of interest kind of aligning, I was, you know, reading Fangoria magazine, probably, you know, very close to this age group, you know, age and so forth. So just eating it all up, it's really a, a fascinating thing. And, you know, again, I liked that this movie, there's a couple of scenes where, you sort of take uh, again some of the tropes, uh, the the monsters in my closet, you know, and you're sort of playing, playing up yeah. those kinds of 
young kid, uh, you know, games, you know, uh, that, you know, that the kids just manifest these things. And so the dad comes in, of course, it's, you know, nothing. And, you know, it's that rare occasion where, no, no, there really is. There, there really is a monster in the closet. And what allows for that, I think, is, is kind of, again, it sort of puts the children in this position. And Goonies does similarly, where, like, no one believes them. You know, they're the only ones that can that can solve the 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 problem at hand because that's you know that they have you know an ET kind of touches on a little bit. It's the innocence they've got the ability to see. You know, they they believe everything. You know, or whatever else. There's no cynicism. There's no skepticism. They just see it as what it is. Right? And there's a monster, and I buy it because I that's how it is. You know, um, and the parents have sort of grown beyond it. And I think this movie kind of tackles that theme uh, uh, pretty pretty well. Um, I wonder if you noticed the the writing credit, and, and I know you don't necessarily pay attention too close uh, to some of those things. But did you notice the uh, screenwriter on this movie, Mister uh, uh, Shane uh, Shane Black? Black? Yeah, yeah. Now, no, I, are you names that pop out? No. Well, he he's a screenwriter. He wrote Lethal Weapon. Oh, yeah, I see. Uh, Last Boy Scout, uh, the Long Kiss Ooh. Goodnight, uh, Kiss Kiss Bang Bang. He wrote and directed, and wrote and directed uh, the Nice Guys. And I think he just re-collaborated with Fred Decker, who wrote who wrote and directed this movie, uh, to do the latest Predator movie. Now, granted, that movie wasn't all that great. However, it was nice to see, as again a fan of Monster Squad, I was like, oh gosh, you know, put those two back together. I was really excited about what they what they might put out. So. Uh, did you find the writing in this movie uh, noteworthy? I thought uh, I have got a couple of examples. I thought it was just again really clever, really funny, uh, you know, pretty pretty great writing. Did anything stick out for you in the on the writing side? Well, to be honest with you, Phil, I was a little bit worried how this thing was kind of with such a simple kind of plot. How the last half hour was kind of ridiculous without being too obvious or. Uh, or just over, or just too too silly, or just like ugh. They and I was I since like concerned, and mm-hmm. I thought what they did with it and how it was written and how it all played out. I'm like, well, that's perfect. Yeah. <laughs> that's all right. Uh, that makes sense. There was the anticlimax. Uh, it, it just went it, went. it went great. I think it was again. I didn't know who um, the name didn't pop out to me, but just kind of looking at at it now. Uh, I mean, it did Predator like back in 87 right was he yeah uh, yeah uncredited rewrite on that and he was in it okay but you had me at last boy scout i mean that's just a gem i thought that might i thought that might hook you (laughs) uh as good as it gets i think he's got credit on some level of uh, that one which is uh, i thought actually a really good movie but uh yeah no i from a from a story perspective and how it was written i i thought it was well done in general i thought it was um just from beginning to end really it was a fun, fun ride, and there was no like kind of points where I lost interest in what was going on with the story. With the, um, I mean, kind of in the first ten minutes, it was like, wow, that that didn't uh, hasn't aged too well. <laughs> with the, oh uh, gosh, yeah, yeah, <laughs> um, that's the that's thing. Just, uh, victim of its time, but uh, that was. Whew. It's a, it's. Uh, I think it's. I think it's kind of wonderful in some ways how jarring. And uncomfortable, uh, and, and and you know, really ridiculous. Even uh, mm-hmm. that those words, what you know, that movie, this movie, eighty-seven, isn't that long ago, and yet for two guys like you and I, it's like what? Oh my gosh! You know, like it's so abhorrent, <laughs> right? Like you know, yeah. and, and repeated, and and this isn't the first movie. I think Breakfast Club, I think used it one or twice, once or twice. You yeah. Know, sort of, the other f word right and 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 it's just like it's just disgusting and i think it's great you know on some level that when i hear it i like the fact in some ways that hearing it gives me that like feeling you know it's it's so far removed now from not only my life but i think just culture in general you know yeah yeah that it stands out as being oh gosh you know really stands out (laughs) Yeah, uh, in a, in, a, in a good way now, I think. But yeah, the, the, yeah. it's 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 crazy what 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 the mid eighties, uh, what was acceptable <laughs> in a yeah. PG movie in the eighties. <laughs> well, I I do want to comment though because around the same scene when 
the older kid comes with the, with the leather jacket. Sorry, I forget Rudy. his name. Rudy. Is it Rudy? Yeah. Yeah, yeah Rudy. Yeah. And I just love the fact that he just lights his match off of his bike. Yeah. And starts smoking his cigarette. And me and my wife look at each other. This guy's smoking. Like little, he's, wearing, he's riding on this little kid's bike. Yeah, <laughs> like it's just a kid like 12. <laughs> yeah, it's just the shot from behind looking at this, this bike style. This guy's smoking on it. I just got a real kind of kick out of that. So I think yeah. I think that was just uh, funny. And again, there's, there's a lot of kind of like cute little, you know, cute the right word, but uh, some uh, certainly some funny moments that made me kind of chuckle in this, the, in, in this movie. And that was kind of the first one. I wasn't sure if the guy from Wonder Years was going to stick around in this movie. He had a, a small role, uh, yeah. Film, so um, there wasn't. I, I, I thought they like the kids were great too, and I think uh, I'm like I don't know any of these guys, which I thought was kind of odd, and maybe I just didn't recognize them. But I thought it was, uh, you know. But they, I find they all like they took the script and like these guys are good. These kids are good, especially the the main lead. I'm like, it was kind of a funny. He's kind of mean to his little sister though. Which of you know? Well, yeah, I think we all. I think. I mean, anybody with a little sister, I feel like, uh, yes, yeah, knows that that's how you do it. Really relatable there. Yeah. Um, uh, but yeah, so it just, but yeah, just to get back to the writing. I thought uh, you can certainly tell it was, it was professionally done, and it was just. Uh, I know that just all in all, it was. I, I was pleasantly surprised. Actually, I was like, oh, "What's this movie going to be like?" And I was kind of drawn into it right from the beginning. You know, I've, yeah. I've read this read the story on screen. It took us back a hundred years prior. You know, just to kind of give us an idea of what this is going to be about, and kind of put it together with the plane scene. And didn't quite know exactly what was going on, but it didn't really matter too much. He just kind of knew this was going to rehappen a uh, hundred years later, and these kids were going to have to uh, to figure it out. And I thought it just they introduced every. Uh, monster kind of on its own, which I thought that was kind of neat. Uh, Dracula uh, leading the way, and then the Blue Lagoon guy, whatever his name is, and then of course Werewolf. So they all kind of had their own introduction, which I liked, and then they kind of got together and like, oh, this is cool. They got the old the old band together. So I thought that was kind of a, a neat uh, neat idea. Yeah, what I I, I kind of like that as well, and and it does really just kind of start and hit the ground kind of running you know and i think you get a sense too about what um which is a thing i liked about it on some level is the um you get a sense of the tone you know it sort of opens and it's got the you know the sort of letter crawl at the at the beginning and and you know kind of giving you a sense as you said about what you know what's upcoming and, and the sort of the lore let's say of, of the world we're about to enter um but I like that they sort of, you kind of get the sense of the irreverence uh, immediately with the sort of, uh, you know, they attempted to do this or, you know, and then like they blew it, you know, so, so you immediately kind of get a sense <laughs> yeah. of like, oh yeah, okay, they're, they're, this is going to be a fun movie, right? Or it's not, yeah. it, you know, it, it is sort of a bit more uh, tongue in, in cheek, you know, mm-hmm. than, than something as self-important as like they landed a hundred years ago and we're going to take, you know, this kind of, uh, the the sort of uh, portent of that, you know, you throw in just that one uh, little phrase, you know, they blew it, and you kind of go, oh, okay, I'm in. I I, I kind of get maybe the tone of what's 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 upcoming. And I thought that was kind of uh, a great way to, just a great way to to set it up right away. Yeah, and I think just throughout the movie, they just had again come, coming back to the writing is just like it just has some cool, funny kind of one liners in there and. Uh, uh witticisms and i just thought it was uh it was as clever i mean the scene with the mummy in the closet i thought yeah. okay that's a little okay i i <laughs> i understood what the what the whole purpose was uh of, of that scene uh and just the mummy just crawls <laughs> just crawls out the window yeah. <laughs> and I, I don't i don't think we have been introduced to this kid before that i or maybe i missed a scene with him but all of a sudden he's in the club and he's up in the treehouse like the next the same night or like the next next day i don't know but i thought that was kind of an interesting way to introduce that character it was okay well i guess i'm part of the club now because i was i actually had an I had an incident with the monster so i guess i'm part of the club so that's right i felt the same a little bit with rudy where it's like rudy seems to be a complete stranger he saves, you know, again, another trope of the 80s. He saves Fat Kid, 
you know, course, like, just yeah. like, you know, like his whole name for like half the movie is just like a fat kid, you know, and, and that seems again, kind of, kind of uh, Goonies like, right, where it's like, hey, chunk, right, like, it's sort of these ideas that, uh, you know, fat is funny. Um, and and at probably eight or nine, I was a, probably a fat kid. So I was like, okay, well, I got to be horse. Um, <laughs> I'm gonna be stuck with that one. But, um, but I kind of I kind of thought that Rudy kind of saves him, as it were, right? Calls Jason Hervey's character out. And then like the next scene, similar, like we're talking about this sort of compression of this movie. It's like the next scene. He's in the clubhouse and he's just like, Yeah, so am I in this club or not? Like, why would you even want to get in this club? Like, uh, <laughs> <laughs> like all you did was stop them from like taunting a kid. Like it has nothing to do with monsters, had nothing to do with anything. And I was just like, Well, well okay i mean i'm happy that he gets in there he's like the badass he's really the only one in the whole squad certainly you know spoiler alert that does anything <laughs> yeah. in the movie to like help and solve the problem yeah <laughs> you know really took uh, ownership. yeah he took his shop class to a whole new level 100 <laughs> percent. but like everybody else just is kind of like making a plan and like setting things in motion and like flash the signal <laughs> you know but yeah. but uh, rudy's actually on the ground you know he's, he's boots on the ground taking care of business but i just thought it is kind of funny from his introduction literally like the next scene is just like so i'm in this club or what like uh, yeah what, you, what what is that a problem what do you of course do you think that maybe we missed something i'm thinking he got tipped off that in that treehouse had a great view <laughs> uh, of the blonde and he somehow caught wind of it and that's why he wanted to be in um in the club it's the only thing i can think of but other than that this is a nerd club yeah more or less, exactly. right uh, and nobody wants no cool guy who's you know uh, lighting his cigarette off of the a match on the back of his uh, bike bicycle want to be in a, any group that has nerds in it but He's his own man. I got a lot of respect for Rudy. I really do. Uh, he, he didn't, you know, he's a lone, kind of a lone wolf. Kind of like, you know, yeah. just his own yeah. man. And he's like, I can, you know, I'm not, uh, you know, hang out who I uh, want to hang out with. And I'll make people eat chocolate bars off the ground that I want to. And that's it. Yeah. And, uh, you know, get the babes. You know, so I love Rudy. And yeah, you're right. Yeah. He took ownership of the situation kind of subtly uh modestly just kind of you know uh, i'm not sure if he was assigned that by uh, in the club <laughs> to take care of weapons <laughs> he was you know you know ministry of uh, defense or offense uh, whatever <laughs> but uh he really took it and he got those spoons from um uh gail wallens which i always yeah. appreciate gail wallens uh i'm not sure as i know her as die hard one but sure, uh, sure. Also in uh, Lethal Weapon. Yes, and, uh, yes. She played. She played the shrink. Yep, yep. She was yep. in a bunch of uh, Richard Donner movies. She she was in almost all of them. Actually, she shows up in in almost all Richard Donner movies. So not that it has any uh, connection with this movie, but she does have yeah, a connection Mary with Goody. Yeah, Mary Ellen Trainer, and she's in another movie that we had watched. Actually, that uh, was she in, actually the mom in Goonies. She's she's I believe in Goonies. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so anyways, I just I don't know. And if you think about the the movie what it really was other than what it was is like it's a story of uh, a mom and a dad who are obviously on the road to divorce and how this kid through this whole adventure kind of brings them together in in the end so it's yeah. kind of a, uh you know that story has been done and it's, uh, kind of um obviously an afterthought but uh, i kind of like that it was just uh you know, and um, I think, I don't know, B, I like this, like what they did at the beginning, too, is this happened 100 years ago and you spend the first 10, 10 minutes on this is what happened. And then you're you're in present day. Yeah, uh, I can't I can't name a movie off the top of my head that does it. They're usually kind of of this genre, though, kind of it's going to be horror related, scary at some point. Uh, sure. But I, I enjoy that. I, I don't know something about that. It's like, OK, cool. This is. You're taking something from the 16th century uh, or even like Encino Man, for that matter. <laughs> you're, you're taking something and you're fast forwarding it and putting it in today's. Um, and I think that's kind of a neat um, kind of story. And it's again, it's been done several times and this did it uh, did it well. I think it was uh, a good way to introduce the movie, too. Uh, yeah, I agree. I think it does. It puts it in a context, as I was saying earlier, it kind of, you know, sets a tone, as it were, but also 
you know, it's a, it's a framing device that just is, it's a, it's an interesting way to tell the story, right? You sort of set up Solid all frame. the. Solid frame. Good framework. Set up. <laughs> it's great framework. Real, you know, you got a. <laughs> this movie's uh, got really, good foundation, good foundation good. and good framework. That's right. So, you find I the mean, stud, you got yourself a, <laughs> you know, a good support beam and you're, you're, you're rocking it. I, uh. I really think it's. It, I, I agree. I, I think it's interesting, and it's a. It's it's economical. You know, you sort of set up uh, in very quick succession the stakes uh, of the movie. You know, so you sort of you top load it with ten minutes of exposition on some level, right? You throw in the the the, the need for the amulet. You set up the virgin. You set up the you know the the process by which to vanquish. Right. And you set up Van Helsing and you sort of set up the whole thing. And then you don't have to waste the time, as it were, uh, of the first half hour of a movie setting up all of those things or longer. In some cases, you know, we watch movies where it takes that long just to sort yeah. of set up the set up the premise. But this is like immediately 10 minutes in, as you said, we kind of get it. We're ready to go. We're hitting the ground yes. running. And it's a good thing because there's only about another hour left of the movie <laughs> and uh, you know, you have to be uh, pretty economical. So I kind of, I did the same. I kind of like the, uh, I kind of liked it right away. And I, I think, you know, cutting, you know, from there and sort of transportation of the coffins and the sort of things like that, you know, uh, that scene where, where, you know, he's trying to sort of like, he, he hears noise in the back kind of classic movie trope. And then, he drops, you know, he pulls the lever, as it were, to drop the cargo, and Dracula just sort of floats there. I thought that that scene still holds up. It's pretty terrifying yeah. on some, you know, on some level. You know, maybe not scary in the moment, but like if you're, if you know, you're sort of projecting onto the character. You know, if like I'm the pilot, I turn around. I'm like, what this? What you know what I mean? Like I, I, I thought that was a really kind of clever, uh, a way to deliver that. And uh, you know, I think this movie really does a pretty solid job of that marriage, as I said earlier, and we can talk a little bit more about maybe the characterizations of, of the monsters in a moment, but, you know, the sort of setup of, of Dracula as both kind of comical and, 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 and a bit uh, silly, as you said, in the, in the movie, but also enough scenes of him sort of being pretty dark, you know, and menacing and sort of scary and, and stuff like yeah. that. And, and I think similarly with, with, again, with the Wolfman, there's a, bit of a pathos in there you sort of watch him struggling and like screaming and begging you know I really was connecting with that I just thought you know again not played for laughs although you know you get the classic line later with the wolfman but but you don't you know he's playing it straight you know and and that desperation feels real you know and then the, you gotta lock me up please please you know and sort of begging to be put away and then the transformation you know it's not American World in London but it's pretty effective you know I, I buy it um, and he's just, he just wants to be, you know, sort of saved. And, and, and I do want to just spend a, a couple of seconds on, on, you know, Tom Noonan as Frankenstein or Frankenstein's monster. Um, I thought that's a hell of a performance. I don't know what your thoughts are on that uh, in particular, if, if any of the monster portrayals, let's say stand out to you, um, what your thoughts on any of those are, but I thought both, uh, Wolfman and, uh, most specifically Frankenstein's monster being, like solid performances, like really actually like real actorly, you know, good stuff. Uh, did you have any thoughts on them? Yeah. You know what? I was drawn to Dracula's uh, character and the performance there instantly. Also uh, great. Course, yeah. Of course that's the one you're, you're, you're probably like immediately exposed to, right. With the, mm -hmm. um, the previous hundred years. And then he was pretty much kind of the first one in present day. Uh, at the time to be introduced again. So like, I like this guy. I don't know. Now I think, um, Portable like the the pilot there. Um, that yeah, that too. But I also think this. I would have been a little bit more scared. Uh, sure. I think I, I didn't quite buy the fear in in the pilot. Like, like this, you, you think you're just transporting corpses, and now you have a, a you know a vampire who just turned into a bat. Uh, I guess you're in shock. I guess maybe <laughs> I just don't. <laughs> uh, yeah, but I was immediately drawn into him, and it was kind of like he was evil. But he wasn't that evil, right? I'm like, okay, you know, yep. he's a re he's a reasonable vampire. That's the kind of uh, what I got from him in the beginning. But it certainly escalated to being 
maybe reasonable in his mind, but uh, you know, with the dynamite, kind of took it to the next level, as, a, <laughs> as we'll as we'll talk about uh, soon. But I'm like, so I, I was really drawn to him. Um, Werewolf, I thought was from a makeup perspective, really well done for 1987. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, it, it gets stood up. I'm talking a lot of those movies that are, are dealing with those sort of, sort of things that don't. And you kind of like, oh, okay, well, it's, uh, you know, it was tough. You know, it's not going to hold up. This one did. And I, I was still like totally buying that this guy is, is, is a werewolf. And I thought that was yeah. like, oh, nice. So I thought that was really well done. And then the acting, like, what he had to do for the most part, uh, obviously he didn't talk much uh, when he was the werewolf, but when he was uh, and on the human side of things, uh, well done. But I think I can, I can agree that uh, the Frankenstein's monster there um, probably had the, the tallest um, order to f- kind of fulfill. And he did it. And I thought he was very, and I like what they did with kind of that, that story where they kind of, he was sort of one of the good guys for uh, basically yeah. for the most part and i like that kind of story arc and i'm like oh that's interesting yeah uh, befriending, befriending the, the little kid the little girl the bro- the main character's brother or sorry sister so i kind of like that it kind of gave it a, a different feel of the movie and kind of added a little bit of emotional kind of uh, level to the film where um, where to me because for this me this movie is just a basically a pg-13 horror movie for adults that's the sure that's, that's like, horror movie for a guy like me who doesn't want <laughs> yeah. too much and I, I think that's why i enjoyed it because that's that's what i, I liked and i kind of liked that and he just he did really well again makeup was good uh and just the the scenes he had and just the the, the, the language he was using and the slow and kind of the learning you know english mm-hmm. words and stuff and just trying to fit in with these kids i like that's nice i like that i really did and I, I liked how it kind of all played out as well so i don't know i think I liked him for different reasons. I like Dracula. I don't know, sure. A little bit better, but they, they all kind of brought something uh, different to it as yes. this, you know, band of this gang of monsters. Uh, they gave that, 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 uh, that lagoon fella. Sorry for forgetting his name. Sure. Yeah. Uh, well, they call him Gilman. <laughs> Gilman. He, he was, he was the muscle, I guess. I don't know. He just kind of there to wreak some havoc, but, uh, yeah, he feels uh, like he's just sort of tacked on to be, you know, a, an homage to the, the, the 50s creature movies. Yeah. You know, it doesn't yeah. really seem to have a lot of character. One of the things I really liked about Frankenstein, and, and to your point, I think I agree in that it allows, it's a strange feeling to sort of empathize on some level with the monster, you know, the sort of an interesting take. And, and again, the only drawback or one of the drawbacks to the movie only being 82 minutes is I think we lose some of that opportunity. Right, because I really was taken uh, and was back then, but even more so now as an adult, um, with the sort of budding relationship between, you know, Frankenstein and uh, the little sister there, you know, like in that and that sort of burgeoning, strange sort of friendship, kinship, mentorship, you know, kind of learning, as you said, and that. And to the point where by the time it gets to the end, you know, I I'm feeling something. Right. I'm not necessarily like, you know, bawling my eyes out or something while watching it. Right. But there is to me anyway, there was a in a very short amount of time. Right. Amount of screen time, a pretty affecting friendship that's sort of coming out of those those two. And so by the time the movie starts to, you know, uh, and, you know, climax, uh I found myself as he started saying goodbye and she throws the, the dog or the toy, you know, there's this like weird feeling for me. I was just really kind of moved by it. Uh, mm-hmm. And that's not easy to do to a cynical old bastard like me. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm a real softy, but just like, you know, as an adult to sort of still feel that some, some level of connectivity uh, mm-hmm. in a very short time frame, I think is, is pretty impressive. Both, and I think most of that comes down to performance. I mean, the writing is obviously, you know, it's fine, but there's not a lot of words yeah. being exchanged, right? Like it's not a lot of dialogue scenes. So it's really just the performance of the kid, which I thought was great. And mm-hmm. Frankenstein, I just thought that really connected and, and certainly paid off in the end. Um, you know, as I said, by the end, I was like, Oh shit. Like I'm, I'm kind of invested in this, you know? And I thought that was kind of a, a great feeling. I, I agree, and they get the same thing at the end. It kind of, 
again, Goonie-ish to the fact where he had Chunk kind of build that uh, yeah. relationship with, um, I don't remember his name. Sloth. <laughs> Sloth. Yeah. This one where I felt that one's like, because uh, we watched Goonies and like, he just, I love you. They're like, I, uh, yeah. like we just missed what you guys, like what you guys do the whole time. The other guy, like, I don't know what happened here. That relationship yeah. kind of was off screen or something <laughs> where, where this one, you could see it and you could feel it and you could, uh, you were there, you were along for the ride. And it's kind of like, yeah. the, you know, you have, you pick up that, that lost puppy that doesn't have a home. Yeah. And that's, that's the Frankenstein's monster. And he's just kind of, you know, learning and, 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 building this this relationship and it was it was fantastic and i love again the last 20 minutes i'm like how are they going to do this this is such a yeah. simple plot how are they going to how are they going to complicate this right yeah. uh, like they have to complicate it somehow like so again that was just part of uh of like what that character did to add to that last 20 minutes was an i think a, a really nice touch yeah and I agree. it was more than yeah, again, as I said at the beginning, it was like okay, about like a kind of a mix of silly and serious, uh, like a, again, very interesting blend. And then you yeah. add kind of even this little emotional uh, into it, just add a whole other kind of dimension to the film, which I think just added to the overall enjoyment and entertainment uh, of the movie, backed by whoever Noonan is, uh, a good performance or a great yeah. performance, even. So I thought it was impressive. Uh, so I was. Uh, uh, again, I really noticed it stand out, and uh, even more from the Goonies. Like I didn't really, the, I, the, that was a miss for me on Goonies. Yes. Goonies is a, a great movie. Don't get me wrong; it had a lot of really kind of cool things and memorable moments. But that was a miss, uh, where this was certainly a hit when it uh, kind of tries to get draw you in emotionally. That's right. I, I've forgotten that you've made that point with uh, at, at Goonies. So yeah, it's it's uh, it's nice that it, that this one sort of. It plugged some of those those holes a little bit. I just want to take a, a, just two quick seconds to mention uh, we talked about the makeup effects a couple of times, and that was a thing that I, again, as a as a younger person, was was really quite entranced by. And uh, the makeup effects on this movie were done uh, by Stan Winston, who uh, Stan, old Stanley, Stanley Winston, uh, just a, an amazing uh, amazing makeup effects artist, uh, notable. Uh, you know, for his work on Aliens, uh, mm-hmm. you know, the, the Terminator. Uh, I think he worked a little bit on on, on Jurassic Park. He directed, uh, ended up directing Pumpkinhead, but just really a guy that, uh, along with Rick Baker and 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 uh, Tom Savini, just in that pantheon of really brilliant makeup and effects uh, artistry. And uh, I want to make sure that he gets... He gets some due because uh, yeah. he's, 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 it's pretty spectacular. Some of the work that he did, you know, working on, uh, yeah, you know, Batman <laughs> Returns, and it just just a guy that just worked with some amazing, amazing uh, filmmakers and has done some really great work. I think it's a common, and I mean, I'm just as guilty as it is. You have a lot of these unsung heroes. I will just say, for lack of a better term, but who are really the magic behind filmmaking, and they they don't get a lot of recognition. Their their name comes up in the credits. And I'm sure they get a lot of recognition amongst their 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 group, like amongst their their peers and and, and the people they hang out with and, and things like that. And in, in maybe in, in the industry, but us as just kind of fans or just kind of as movie watchers, uh, we see the actors, and then uh, if we want to take it a step further, we'll look at the directors. Yeah. Uh, if we want to take it a step further, we'll look at the writers. It's very rare that we go deep enough uh, to the the stunt people and the makeup artists and, and the, the screen play, like everything else. So yeah, I, I appreciate you bringing it up because this is a movie where if you don't have that, this movie's not holding up 100%. as good as the story is and story still holds up and a lot of elements still hold up. It's going to, you're going to get taken out of it a certain degree, right? And the enjoyability yep. level will, will, will go down and that's just no fault of ours. It's just the fault of, of, of father time. Uh, but these guys, uh, as the guys you mentioned, like fantastic job. Hats off! Is like I, I, I notice it. I don't know who did it, but I do. Yeah. I see it and I recognize it. And I'm glad you bring it up. And then the other movies you're mentioning, these those are some big films. So oh, these guys are great. I'm sure they're very humble people and very modest people. And I think you kind of have to be in that uh, in that kind of world because you're not getting that kind of. And I think 
to lucky them, you know, I don't think everybody uh, enjoys having the paparazzi on their front door 24 seven where you uh, eat, sleep and uh, you know, people outside your window. So they probably kind of enjoy the quiet uh, nature of their, of the, what's the word animosity is that the right word that's a different word but uh, yeah yeah uh yeah. yeah and then still probably bring home a few bucks so absolutely and yeah that guy like you know again created the predator costume and, and mask and just the characterization yeah. like just again just a, a brilliant makeup effects guy and as you said i think it's true if those effects don't work you lose the you lose the movie you lose the audience you know and it's true of any of those movies you know this is again part of why i love the slasher genre is stuff the work that Tom Savini did to make it feel like that's real, you know, and part of, you know, the Terminator, if he doesn't look like that, you know, uh, that movie kind of falls apart. The aliens and the, in, in the queen alien. And at the end, when they reveal that, that monster, it's gotta be something, you know, when those dinosaurs come and in Jurassic park or whatever the case, you know, you just, if the effects don't work, particularly for those movies, uh, you lose the audience and you lose the movie. Uh, and uh, he's one of the one of the one of the all time greats. So it's pretty I wonderful. I, go ahead. Uh, I was going to say quickly if maybe Memphis Bell was able to, <laughs> you know, maybe yeah. it would have been a little more enjoyable. But those effects, oh my god, are terrible. Did that's not true. hold up. And this and this is a movie that's three years later. Now, obviously, it's diving into a kind of a different uh world it's not less makeup but more effects but it just that's right <laughs> it took me out of it it did it <laughs> took me a little further out of it so that's right it's, exactly it's that's a good example that's a great example of that for sure <laughs> now i do want to mention what this movie has that goonies did not uh is the musical montage well yeah yeah you're gonna have <laughs> so um I, I wonder if you if you rocked until you dropped um i i i mean it didn't really stand out to me to be honest with you the music i guess it was kind of expected yeah Um, uh, but i will tell say one thing about the sound as much as we praise the others i want to say i had a lot of issues and maybe it's just the way my system set up is i had to turn it down for the kind of the action scenes and turn it up for the dialogue yeah. So I don't know if uh, this is Nolan had any work on this one, but I found a lot of <laughs> quite quiet where I couldn't really hear them, and I had to crank it uh, to get the kind of just the, the 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 speaking of everybody, and then I had to like it's late at night, so I had to turn it down when when the kind of the music did come on, yeah, the, yeah, action. But uh, I mean, it was it, it played out well. I mean, it's just uh, I mean, I think. I just remember having to turn it down. So that kind of sure. maybe overshadowed my kind of enjoyment. Not, I always say overall enjoyment of the film, but kind of just of distracting me for a, for a brief moment. I said, sure. oh, we're doing the music now. Okay, this, yeah, this makes sense. And I'll, let me just turn it down a bit. Okay, and then I'll watch it and then we'll get, then I'll turn it back up to the dialogue. So and I think um, as a kid, as a kid, it didn't really, I, I don't have any thoughts of it except maybe bopping along to that song. But as an adult, I just feel like this is, it's such an 80s thing, right? This sort of training yeah. montage, this sort of musical thing. It makes me think of like the Karate Kid or obviously yeah. Rocky is another one. But in that sort of mid 80s, this sort of we've got a job to do. Let's everybody do it. And we need a montage, you know, and, and, and yeah. sort of the, setting it to a, a current rock musical. You know, I think even a year earlier, roughly anyway, it was like Rocky Four, which is like a third of that movie is, is musical montage. You know, yeah. like it's just it's, so anyway, it just sort of stuck. I ended up really kind of laughing my way through most of that three minute sequence. But that's where he you find, you know, Rudy kind of putting together the stakes in in, <laughs> yeah. in, in shop class, melting down the silver into bullets and and really sort of taking taking hold while they're while the team is kind of gathering their, their wits and stuff like yeah. that. But a pretty funny yeah. scene. Oh, yeah. I mean, it, the music at that time, was just, it was well placed. It was kind of, again, familiar to that that decade and kind of expected and you know it's like okay we're doing this now like all right i can i can get into this i'm liking this so yeah up the tempo a bit so yeah i think that was uh you know i was just uh, you know enjoying the ride so it's just, again it kind of just like I feel just very familiar with uh uh with it so it, it was fun absolutely i have one other note here with regards to uh i actually have a couple of but one of them is uh Wolfman's got nards. Uh, you know, that's sort of the takeaway <laughs> yeah. tagline from this movie. <laughs> I have that. Had, I have had, had you ever heard that? 
I know. I, I wrote that one down. I'm like, I've yeah. never heard that before. And how come this hasn't? I'm surprised it hasn't stuck around, or maybe I hadn't been exposed to this like term. Uh, but yeah, I thought again, how are they going to get? Out, how are they going to complicate? I mean, well, there's well, it's already complicated. There's how are they going to get out of the situation more than anything else? Yeah. And that was just kind of genius. It was a good opportunity yeah. to add a, a little bit of comedy. Absolutely. Um, and just yeah, just a great one-liner. And I have to say, this character Horace lot less obnoxious and annoying than chunk sorry chunk yeah. your screaming yeah. <laughs> was too much for me uh this guy was this kid was not too much uh, maybe not even quite enough actually uh yeah i would have so, taken more of them i would have liked a little yeah, more of them. absolutely nobody really was too much of anything or anyone which is really good uh so yeah so it's, it is a tag. i wrote it down then looked on imd afterwards like yeah that's a tagline that wasn't uh surprised at all and i thought that was quite clever and funny and again it's the movie that's having some fun but at the same time has that level of seriousness there's a whole film i mean you look at the part where dracula blow basically kills the cop throws dynamite yeah. in the police car i'm like this yeah it's getting real i think pretty that's, dark. it's that's pretty dark i mean there was a couple there's a scene in the beginning that was kind of dark you know the the, the pre-100 years there but that's fine it's a horror movie but I yeah. thought that was relatively dark. Uh, yeah. Even distracted to go in the closet with three young women. I was a little like, what's going on here? And then obviously turn them into vampires, which added another another threat against the kids. But, sure. Yeah. But also <laughs> pretty dark. That's a pretty menacing <laughs> yeah. sequence. Yeah, I we, think that was we, the darkest part. It's so, yeah, again, that's sort of a bit like a hovering uh, when he goes to release the thing. There's a sort of, there's a dread in a movie that is pretty lighthearted for most of it. And then they throw in like a scene like that. And you're like, Oh shit, he's going to go and he's going to eat those three girls. Yeah. And then when they show up later, you're like, Oh yeah, that's what happens. You know, they sort of like turn them into beasts, you know? Yeah. It's a shame really. Yeah. I mean, you know, perfectly good people right there. Getting lovely. eaten. Well, lovely. They had uh, a great future, but anyway, <laughs> shit happens. Right. Um, but I mean, I did it. Yeah. I mean, I enjoyed. I did enjoy that little banter between the two cops uh, a little yeah. bit. The, the father of the of the main kid, and yeah. then uh, the other guy. And, and then I'm like, wow, yeah, <laughs> this guy really has Dracula. Really has this dynamite down. He's in love. <laughs> yeah, he's basically yeah. Jimmy Walker with all the dynamite that he's got. He's, uh, he's yeah. That good. I, thought, I thought he was gonna <laughs> blow up their house with the mom inside for that for a second. I'm like, how dark is this gonna go? I did kind of. I did think the same. I did think the same. But I was surprised when the when the when the cop dies. And I think when I when I look back on it, I'm thinking, well, you know, he's a bit of that '80s trope. Of course, he's going to die, you know. But but I didn't really see it coming. And then the way he does, it's so quick too. You don't even get any moment to like like he's like, hey, wait, 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 and then it's like you know, blown up like within seconds, you know. And some of the other movies around that time would have probably drawn it out, like no way, you know, and like really giving the audience a chance to, you know, chew on it, but it's like, no. And then we've got to move on right to the next scene. So just keep it moving, yeah. keep it moving, keep it moving. Uh, <laughs> it, it's such a, a tight movie that you're like, Oh, I could have used a little bit more time here. Um, yeah. But, but I think all was, in all, was uh, that movies, movies add to replayability. Like I'll, I'll watch that. It's like a, it's a buck 20. I'll watch it again. Like maybe I missed something. I mean, I don't have to yeah. go through those long dragged out scenes. So I think there's a certain, uh, you know, something about that that keeps it that allows for replayability. Where some movies, I don't want to go through that again. It was a good movie, but there's just some long scenes that kind of drag it out. I'm like, nah, I'll, 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 I'll look, watch something else. So, yeah, I thought, I thought I maybe, uh, that I was misreading it because I, I, when I went to like, you know, time remaining on, on the DVD player, I was like, what is it 82 minutes? <laughs> like, how does that even? I, I just yeah. had no recollection of it being that short, but needless to say, I felt the same. I like this movie, you could just, uh, easily easily digest it keeps moving uh the the performances again particularly by by a couple of the monsters i mentioned uh and even all the kids you know no one maybe stood out as being a superstar or anything like that but i thought all performances were very solid and like uh, believable and uh didn't none of them sort of took me out of the moment you know uh, it, it, as you mentioned maybe with chunk or uh, even data uh, in, in Goonies, you know, sort of moments of like, okay, okay, I get it. You know, enough with the screaming or enough with that. I thought these were uh, yeah. a tighter, tighter movie. So it's going back on my shelf, Dave, your, your summation. And uh, what do you got for us next week? Yeah, again, enjoyed it through and through. I'll probably recommend it to my nephews, uh, 9 and 12. I say, hey, watch this. I'm interested to see how, how they feel about it being kids of the uh, 21st century. So, uh, <laughs> 
Perfect. Uh, it, it was fun. It was good to watch, Phil. I appreciate it. It was, it was uh, just an easy watch and uh, enjoyable through and through. Um, next week, a different type of horror, different kinds of monster, monsters, different kinds of costumes. I'm going to try, try 1917 out. Again, I know we've both seen it, uh, but I want to see it a second time and see how I feel about it without, without having giant expectations. All right, 1917 coming next uh, next week. See you then. Bye-bye. <laughs>